Hey everyone, this week's episode of Witch Police Radio is brought to you by Fourth Quarter Records. It's a Winnipeg-based label and recording studio home to 3Pete, as well as Eggs, Solo Projects, and Charlie Feta. You can find their merchandise, including the awesome new 3Pete hoodies, online at fourthquarterrecords.com. And if you haven't seen these things, uh, you should definitely check them out. I mean, a lot of local artists are wearing them right now, and it's very cool to see the support uh, from across genres. Uh, as soon as those 3Pete hoodies came out, I've been seeing all kinds of people posting on social media, and it's, you know, people in rock bands, electronic music, uh, soul music, whatever. They're all sort of sporting the 3Pete gear. So there's definitely uh, a lot of love and support for 3Pete within the local music community at large, and it's very cool to see. On May 25th, our friends the Park Theatre are presenting the release party for Quiet Dreams, the new album by local indie rockers and past Witch Police guests Hearing Trees. The event, which actually takes place at the Goodwill Social Club, will include guests The Perms, Micah Ehrenberg, and Sophie Stevens. You're listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm your regular host, Sam, and I am once again at a food court. <laughs> it seems like <laughs> half the episodes I do lately are either a food court or Robin's Donuts. Um, but, you know, it works. It's, yeah. a, it's a good daytime meeting place. You get some nice ambience in there as well. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 for sure. So, I mean, our guest today is someone who I, hasn't been on the show before, which is kind of good. You know, every once in a while I get the same people kind of cycling through, but you're yeah. new to the show. And um, I'm very interested in what you're doing, but I think maybe the best way to start is if you want to just introduce yourself and uh, we can go from there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm Rob Nags. I'm originally from Brisbane, Australia. I've been coming to Manitoba for the last four years. Okay. Um, so I got offered a job up in church in Manitoba to help out, play some music for an open mic night, and then work in a restaurant. Okay. Little did I know that I was going to fall in love with this like amazing place in the north of Manitoba. Yeah. So you get like hundreds of polar bears walking through, you get these amazing northern lights 300 days of the year. And then you get thousands of blue whales going through the Churchill River in Hudson Bay. And I just fell in love with these whales. That's awesome. When I first started playing music, I was studying music and I'd be walking past this museum in Queensland, called the Queensland Museum, obviously. We're great with names. Yeah, very, very, very descriptive. Yeah. And we have this massive hall in the entrance where we spend these two humpback whale models. Okay. And it was insane. Like, I'd I'd walk past with my cello and it was like, oh, it'd be cool to play in this hall one day. So I just popped my cello out and started playing. Yeah. And the reverb and delay was so massive. I was like, oh, I could actually make some whale sounds here yeah, and yeah, see, cool, what, cool. see how that goes. Um, so we have all these people walking in and out, and I just started playing these whale sounds, and kids were just losing their mind. They're like, I can hear whales. I'm like, oh, cool, <laughs> nice. Um, it just it made me wonder, like, what would it be like to actually play for whales? For actual legitimate whales. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So in my second year in Churchill, I was like, all right, okay, I'm going to buy this cello, and I'm yeah. going to pitch it to a tour company and be like, right, I'm going to play for these whales, and they're going to react. Okay. What do you reckon? It's like, oh, yeah, well, they were pretty skeptical at first. They were like, oh, you're just going to be harassing them, hey? I'm like, yeah. nah. So I go out onto the boat. As soon as I start playing, whales just start rushing in from That's all over. Cool. It's amazing. It's so did you have any idea what was going to happen? Or you were just I, I did a little bit of research, but yeah. you know, a lot of it was hope. So yeah. yeah. That's cool. Thank you. No, That's no, cool. it's, it, it's a fun idea, and like belugas love it. People love it. Yeah. Like, if the belugas didn't like it, they had the whole Hudson Bay and Churchill River to swim away. Right. But the fact was, they just came into the boat and just started vocalizing. So we've got this hydrophone we put in the water as well. Yeah. So we can listen to what the belugas are doing. So they're singing along basically. Yeah. Doing this. 
awesome. No, it's fun. So I guess like just to go back, that's super cool, and I definitely have more questions about about that whole side of what you're doing. But sure. um, how did you how did you find Churchill in the first place? I mean, it's, it's you know I guess it's known as the polar bear capital of the world yeah. and everything like that. But I mean, here it's fairly well known because yeah. it's relatively close. But yeah. I mean, it's in your own backyard. But right. there are so right. many Winnipeggers that don't go up. Right. And they would have a ball, honestly. Like Churchill is the best. Um, but how did you even hear so about? How did I hear about it? Like I've been obsessed with Arctic wildlife since I was a young kid. Okay. So living somewhere where there's no yeah, Arctic wildlife. Yeah. Living in you know 40 plus degrees yeah. and humidity and all that. And I'd be watching these documentaries on summer holidays and be like, oh, polar bears and you know Arctic wildlife and whatever. And when I was booking this massive trip to go couch surfing across Europe, Scandinavia, North America, okay. I you know my travel agent was like, oh, so. What do you want to do? It was like, well, I, I, I joked. So I was like, oh, it'd be cool to see some polar bears. Hey? Yeah. She was like, right. I did some research. Churchill. I'm like, cool. Uh, looking at the prices, I was like, yeah, it's a little expensive, but you know, I'll keep it in the back of my mind. My high school English teacher found out I was traveling through Canada, okay. and her best friend owns a hotel up in Churchill. Oh, that's perfect. And they needed somebody to come up and play music and yeah. work in a restaurant. So I've heard of a few people actually locally, like local musicians who come up for like a, you know a few weeks or whatever and I do a bunch of gigs yeah so we had like Kevin Roy and yeah, Eliza yeah. Eli used to live up there right? yeah, so Eli, like, yeah. And he, he actually talked about it on the show oh no he, way he's, on, yeah. he's been on a few times but yeah he yeah. kind of went off on the polar bear very interesting yeah he's a cool dude yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so and you just got the gig like they were, I just got the gig yeah so it was like they need somebody to run an open mic once a week and I just turned it into a big dance party these days and it's just yeah. like yeah no it's good fun so how, how long were you there for the first time? First time was six months, second time was another six months. So Churchill kind of works on different sort of seasons, it's very seasonal. So we've got summer where you get polar bears, blue whales, and other lights. Yeah. Then there's kind of like a little down period in September, then it really kicks up for October, November. So what happens Just is... as far as tourism and everything? Yeah, yeah, pretty much the reason it's the polar bear capital of the world is because like Churchill is where the ice starts to form on right. the Hudson Bay. So polar bears just come flocking in and for October, November. Walk on the, yeah. 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 So they, then they can go out and hunt seal and yeah, get fat and happy. That's how we want our polar bears, fat and happy. Right, so, of course. Yeah, so you yeah. don't want to see those starving ones that are just really oh, pressing. no so, way, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. So as far as the cello stuff goes, I mean, I'm yeah. assuming you already had a background in that before. Yeah, right, I, I studied at the university. I did a Bachelor okay. of Music there in okay. Brisbane. So, yeah. so had you already been uh, working on your own music? Uh, well, some, somewhat. Like I, I started playing, and I was like, okay, now I need to start writing pieces for Plains of Wales. Right. Um, then I had to go back to Australia to renew my visa, come back to Canada, and I was like, oh man, I miss Churchill. <laughs> so that's how I wrote my first album. Like I did the first sort of like four seasons. Yeah, so that of Churchill. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I got my friends together. I was like, right, I'm gonna describe to you what Churchill is like, and we're gonna put it to music. I was like, okay. okay, cool, let's do this. Was that recorded here or? No, that was recorded back in Australia. Okay, okay. So lots of people were like, this is really interesting, and now I really yeah. want to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's so it's so alien, right? I mean, yeah. just like Australia is alien to us. Like yeah. the wildlife and shit down there. It's, yeah. I don't know. No, it, it's fun, and I'd love to see, you know, Manus Hovens come to Australia yeah. and check it out. Do the reverse, yeah. you get some kind of cultural exchange. Oh, man, like, get Kevin Roy out there, like, oh. Yeah. yeah, so Kevin and I were talking recently. He's like, oh, yeah, we need to team up on this tour and do something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he's, I mean, he's worked constantly, too. He's oh, he's on, insane. Yeah. Like, yeah. he got involved in this home route sort of thing, yeah, and now yeah, he's right, just yeah. always on tour. Yeah. yeah, he's been on the show a few times as well. Yeah. Awesome. Great guy. Yeah, great dude, yeah. For sure. So, uh, how, do you, how do you feel like you fit in uh, musically in terms of, I mean, Playing music for Wales is one thing, yeah. but how do you describe 
what you do aside from that. I mean, that's just a I don't know. Like, I, I kind of call it like cinematic post rock okay. to people just to give it like a sort of okay. So it's kind of like soundtracky, but there's also very sort of dramatic elements to it right. as well. Right. So I have a bunch of loop stations and effects that I use to create this massive soundscape and okay. just build it up and build it up. Yeah. And is the, is the full soundscape of it? Is that what you're playing for the whales, or is it just solo? Um, just solo stuff. Like I go out with my electric cello and uh, battery powered amplifier. But recently I've been able to take out my loop station. I've been using like a car battery recharger. Cool, cool. So yeah, I've been able to use the loop station and play for whales. And now we're starting to get tour groups coming up to the boat that I'm actually playing on. Okay. And just like sit out and just, just listen to my music. Watch it yeah, yeah, that's cool. Much. That's cool. So how does the, I mean, I guess I'm trying to figure out, how does the whale music, if you want to call it that, how does yeah. that play to human ear? I mean, what kind of response do you have from people listening I, to the stuff you're doing for whales? So I have one song that I always close with. I'll, I'll send it to you as well. Um, and people just get really caught up in it. It's very dramatic and very sort of like, I don't know, cathartic okay. as well. So what happens is I build this song up. It's very sort of melancholy. And then it just breaks into these massive like whale cries almost. Okay. So yeah. Very sad, very melancholy. And how do you how do you come up with that? Like, I mean, is it just from yeah. listening to the whales and literally just from listening to whales? So, like, being Australian, like, I live by the coast on the east sure. coast, so we get you know the humpback so whales, highway. Yeah. yeah, we get the humpback highway. So when I came back from Churchill to Australia, I was like, oh, I still want to play for whales. Right. So I got in touch with this whale watching company in, on the Gold Coast. Okay. And they were super keen to like have me on. And we put the hydrogen in the water. So well, they have experience, listen. right? Doing the yeah, it's, it's yeah. something different. Like, they haven't yeah. experienced that before. So having these, you know, this cellist come on and play these humpback sounds, yeah. two humpbacks, like... Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. Is there is there something particular that they, that they like to hear? Like, I mean, if you've sort of figured out, pinpointed what the whales yeah. actually are into? Or? Well, I, I know, like, uh, blue whales love B-flat for some reason. Okay, that's yeah, really weird. Yeah, so I, I was researching a lot. It's like, B-flat, why? You know, but... They is seem, that just, like, similar to the sound, that, the tone they make? When yeah, yeah. So, blue is, you know, very... Um, chirpy, so they call the canaries of the sea. Right. Okay. So it, it's it's interesting to play sort of like low melancholy sounds to them as well. But still have them react. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really weird. It, Thank you. Do. So are you um are you kind of consistently going back and forth? Country to country, or you? Uh, no, I'm trying to stay in Manitoba now, so okay. I'm trying to go through the whole process of permanent residency. They're going to keep me out in January next year, which okay. is kind of unfortunate. You but got some time, though, I guess. Well, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like, I've got the application process now, so it's just a matter of time and waiting. So. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. So you obviously you like it enough here to. Oh stick man, I, oh, it, it's okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> What what, yeah. what was the appeal of the Arctic animals in the first place? Is it just because it was so foreign? To it was you? just so far removed from what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, my mom also had this affinity with polar bears, and like we'd go to SeaWorld and do all that. Okay. And it's like, I, I try not to these days. Um, but that was her thing. No, uh, just ethical reasons. Like I, I, I do some work for a company called Sea Shepherd in Australia oh, yeah, as well. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So we do a lot of work with um, you know safe and humpback whales and sure, sort yeah. of like animals in captivity aren't really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, polar bears in Australia didn't really make much sense. No, but when I was when I was eight years old, like I didn't know anything like that. So my mom would take me to SeaWorld and we wouldn't spend any time with the dolphins or the sharks yeah. or anything <laughs> like that. We spent the whole day in this polar bear sort of enclosure. Cool. Cool. Just watching that. So well, that's I guess like the dolphins a, and sharks and stuff were fairly straightforward stuff, right? It's well, like, yeah, that's it. It's like I can go out and see those anyway. Yeah, but yeah. you know, yeah, looking back, it's like polar bears in plus forty degrees. It doesn't really make too yeah, much weird, sense. Yeah. But you know, watching my mom just like really get captivated by polar bears. Okay. Uh, she's no longer with us anymore, and it makes me wonder like what she'd think of me being in polar bear yeah, the world, yeah. and you know what she'd think of seeing polar bears in the national habitats. Yeah, that's yeah. that's more than most. I mean, like you're saying, most people in Manitoba have to really run up there no, because it's like you know. 
it's kind of a difficult place to get to in, in a way. I mean, yeah. You can't just take a car and drive up there. But, yeah. You know. Well, I, I talk to people across Canada. I used to live in Newfoundland for a little bit as well. And they were like, what? There are whales in Manitoba? Yeah. There isn't even like a coast. I'm like, well, no, there's north, north Coast. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly. it. So yeah. everybody talks about East Coast lifestyle and like West Coast, best coast. It's just like, no. Somebody needs to get a, a t-shirt with like North Coast on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right in the yeah. middle. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's, uh, yeah, it's... Um, I mean, polar bears are super cool. Yeah, <laughs> I agree yeah, with you. Yeah. I agree with you for sure. But it's, I guess, what do you think of the? Uh, have you been to the exhibit at the zoo? I have. So, I did, and how does that? I mean, obviously, it doesn't compare because it's not. It's a it, mock, it, mock up of the real thing, I guess. It is a mock up. Like I was walking around and going, "Oh, this is a bit weird." Um, but seeing the polar bears there, and there's a whole bunch of controversy about, you know, uh, are we taking polar bears from Churchill just to like keep polar bears in Winnipeg? Right. And, right. Yeah. So there's a bit of conflict between the town and Winnipeg for that. But. Uh, my friend Cal Bateski and I did a performance in the polar bear surfing enclosure okay. last year. Cool, cool, cool. So we, I was playing all these whale sounds, and polar bears were kind of swimming over the top of me, and that's incredible. That's, that's cool, but it, it, yeah, it, it, it's incredible, but conflicting at the same time. So, right. Yeah. Uh, at least they made it bigger, though. I don't know if well, you would have been around to see the zoo before they made that whole enclosure, but it was fairly yeah. small. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so. Right. This is last year. So, yeah, yeah. So it's it's it's, it's, it's better. It, it's building up. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cool. yeah.
what do your friends in Australia think of this whole endeavor? I mean, maybe not. Just oh, they think I'm nuts, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Like, um, no, but I've got a good friend, good bunch of friends that are supporting me musically as well, and okay. they absolutely dig what I'm doing. And I'll be going back to Australia this year to play at these festivals. So cool. we're going to see what a lot of, like, the majority of Australians would think of it. Right, because it's yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting. Well, yeah, there'd be, obviously be a connection because everybody, you know, lives on the coast, so they can sure. actually, you know, have a connection with um, ocean wildlife and the whales and whatever, which was kind of a point of, use your words, it made me wonder what Manitobans would think of whale sounds. Yeah. But it's so alien to people that they're intrigued as well. So there isn't so much a connection, but it's just like an intrigue. So. Yeah. Do you have any interest in, like, kind of taking that and... And sort of using it as an educational sort of tool, like, hey, hey check it out. This is this exists. Like, well, yeah, pretty much. Well, I, I kind of feel like if there's ever going to be a, a line of communication between humans and animals, yeah, music's going to be a part of it somewhere. Right, because language yeah. isn't going to work. Because yeah, exactly. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Like last year, I was able to meet up with a, a scientist called Valeria. Okay. Uh, she works at the Vancouver Aquarium, and she studies beluga vocalizations. Oh, cool. So she's able to listen back to these belugas and kind of decipher what they're saying. What they're saying to you when you play yeah. them? Yeah. So yeah, that's what we're going to be doing this year, hopefully. Cool. So cool. We'll get Have you done any of that yet? Or is that Not yet. So like I met her last year and she was like super intrigued with what I was doing. Yeah. So we're going to team up and try and do something this year. So. Do you have any concept of what they might be? Like, I mean, what, what are you hoping, I guess? Oh, they're going to tell me I'm pitchy or something. <laughs> <laughs> tell you to shut up right Yeah, there. pretty much, yeah. right? It's like... Yeah, no, it'd be it'd be fun to see what happens with it. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool, yeah. If, if they want me to shut up, I'll shut up and leave them alone. <laughs> but if they're enjoying what I'm doing, I'm yeah. gonna. Well, it sounds like they are. If they're at least they're at least curious, right? Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. So is this um like when you're in Churchill? Uh, in addition to doing this, are you playing regular yeah. shows as well? Yeah. So last year I was able to participate in a festival called Seawalls. Okay. So Cal organized 17 arts from all over the world to come up to Churchill and cool. create these massive murals all over town. And for the closing ceremony somewhat, I organized a street party where I was okay. performing in front of one of the more dramatic murals. Cool. It was uh, depicting sort of like an Arctic apocalypse. So we had this uh, tiny polar bear cub kind of holding on to a, an iceberg on fire. Oh, cool. That sounds awesome. So yeah, it's metal as fuck, but you know. <laughs> um, so I decided, right, I'm going to throw a street party, I'm going to perform in front of this, and we'll see what happens. It was amazing, except for one thing. It was the first day that the mosquitoes started coming back to oh, Manitoba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was playing along and then just like whacking mosquitoes with my bow and just throwing in these dramatic sort of movements. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do the uh, people up there, are they like intrigued in the, in the idea of an Australian coming up there to do this? Or? Oh, there's a bunch of us like now. A, like I, I've done, oh, yeah? I, I've, I've messed up. I've, I've told too many people about it. Now there's so many Australians in Churchill. That's so cool, actually, yeah. it, It's a little weird. Like, I, I guess it's similar to, you know, all the Australians going out to Banff and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But I never thought it would happen in Churchill. No, so. it's a little bit off the map, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. It, it also falls in a season. So, polar bear season kind of happens, you know, sort of like October, November. Yeah. Which is kind of like a down season for like little ski fields. So, what happens is we get all these people from Jasper and Banff was uh, coming out to Churchill huh. for those six weeks of polar bear season, making the money, then go back to work and right. listen. So yeah, huh. I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah, know. well, seasonal work—you can make it work for yourself. For sure, sure yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, especially as a musician too. Yeah, oh, god, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take your time. When you um, when you perform live, I mean. Is it just you solo with, you know, you mentioned the looping Yeah, stuff, just me solo for now. Like, I'd really love to have a band back together. Yeah. So last year, oh, well, sorry, two years ago back in Australia, I had a band and best band in the world. I was crazy to leave Australia. And, yeah. But, you know. But I, it, polar bears. I'm yeah, kidding. but polar bears. That's what I tell people yeah. all the time. Um, 
So yeah, it, it's it's making me a better musician playing by myself because okay. I can't blame anyone else. Right. Not that I would, but you know, I can't blame anyone else. But when you're in a band with a lot of people, you can tell oh, I was that guy, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and nobody else is carrying my stuff, so it, it's made me stronger independently and as a musician just to do it. Okay. But when I go back to Australia and I have a bit more time to just like cement myself in one place, right. I'll get a band, whatever. Okay. Like I've already started like. Uh, thinking out about my dream band here in Winnipeg. Yeah. So hopefully I get my residency and I can sort something out. But your dream band then, in terms of people that you already know in the Oh yeah, team? totally. Yeah, yeah. Do, are you willing to admit, reveal who? I well, I, I, I've been playing a bunch of shows with Dana Kowalski recently. Okay. Amazing harp player, amazing piano player. She's classically trained and just like yeah. four octaves. Not that she'd be singing in my group, but yeah, right. Unless like it's whale songs. But yeah, pretty <laughs> much. That'd be interesting to see how Dana would do that. Um, then there's a guy called Sandy who plays drums. He's amazing. I've seen him play around cool, for a little cool. while. And yeah. Have so, you asked any of these people if they want to do it? Or? Oh, yeah, I've asked them. And they're, they're super keen, but I just need to find the time to actually stay put sure. in one place. Sure. And it doesn't happen often. So. Right, especially yeah. with the ethnical back and forth from country to country, too. From country yeah. to country and town to town, it's just kind of tough. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Is there, I mean, do you have any idea of whether there are other instruments that might also appeal to the whales? I mean, like. Oh, yeah. So we've had other people come up to Churchill and play certain instruments as well. Uh, so we had a guy called Brian come up and play to Wales like four years ago, like okay. way before my time here in Manitoba. And he was um, singing to Wales, he was playing flute, okay. he was drumming. Um, one thing I do want to explore this, he was singing bowls. Okay. So like put a singing bowl onto the hull of the Zodiac and just like kind of cool. make it resonate and reverberate. And, and see if it doesn't, yeah, yeah, see if anybody you know, is keen yeah. on it, so yeah. Because I mean the cello thing is just because you already played cello, that was why that's the Yeah, pretty yeah. much, yeah. yeah. I wonder if there's anything uh... Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they so. really like saxophones. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Well, no, we'll get Dana up with the harp and we'll see. Right, what yeah, 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 yeah. That's super neat. Yeah. So when you um when you perform this stuff live, I mean not yeah. to the whales, but to yeah, an to, audience of people. To people, yeah. No. Do you um do you give any context? Like, do you explain sort of? I, I I do explain. I like to tell people about Cheshire because I I do consider it my second home, and then I give it the context of context and contrast of like I'm coming from 40 degree heat, humidity, yeah. disgusting, sort of like, and then jumping into minus 40. Yeah. And telling people that I actually prefer minus 40, they're like, oh, you're crazy. And I'm like, no, no, no. Here's here's how it is. It's yeah. like, yeah. Have you become acclimatized to that by now? Oh yeah, hell yeah. Totally yeah. Cool. Like this is way too hot for me. It now. is, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it's weird. It's weird how that happens because I know people yeah. who have moved here from you know countries in Africa and stuff too. Yeah. And at first they're horrified and then within like a couple weeks it's like, yeah, you know, Oh you get used to it, you just need to buy a decent jacket. Yeah, like there's no bad weather, it's just bad clothes. Yeah. That's yeah. It. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So you have a show um, before you go back to Churchill. Yes. It's happening here in Winnipeg. So I get to play the Western Cultural Center for the first time. Good um Carrie Stevens gave me a quick tour of it. I was like, holy fuck. I am screwed. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm opening for a guy called Tim Hecker. Okay. He's originally from Montreal. Okay. Uh, he's pretty well renowned as a composer and sort of like uh, sound artist, I guess. So his shows are very ethereal. So you walk into the room and it's all fog and dark oh, and cool. just like very minimal lighting. So hopefully I get to hijack his fog machine and we can see what <laughs> yeah, happens yeah, here. So. For sure. But yeah, I'm intimidated. I'm practicing like hell. So yeah. And that's just you on. as well? Just yeah, just out. just me. And then Tim's coming on and he's going to enchant everyone. So cool. yeah, yeah. With the uh, with being, a, being a cellist, um, do you... I, I guess I think, like, you think of a cello player, you think yeah. it's maybe classical. Weddings, yeah, weddings, classical yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, doing kind of more uh, cinematic stuff, I mean, it makes yeah. sense, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you mentioned post rock, too. I mean, yeah. all of those things make sense for what you're doing. But well, yeah, do, especially... Do you have to explain? I mean, is it hard to kind of get across that, like... Not to Canadians. I'm not so the guy at the wedding. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, I, I do get asked about weddings. I used to busk in the skywalk and okay. have people coming in along and like... Oh, do you do weddings? I'm like, well, yeah, I do. And then I charge this much. And like, oh, that's way beyond my budget. And I'm like, I, I've got a quartet for less than that. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. well, good luck to you. You know, yeah. it's like, but this is my 
photography, this is what I do. Yeah. Um, but explaining that I do sort of like post-rock music to Canadians, yeah. I feel like Canadians have a bit more of a grasp on post-rock and instrumental music, just with everything coming out of Montreal. Yeah, like, yeah. sure. Do you yeah. find, uh, have you found like connections within the local music scene here in Winnipeg of people who are doing kind of more atmospheric stuff? Like For it? sure. Like it, the, the problem I'm having at the moment is because I am a solo musician, yeah. I'm not getting shows with bands. Exactly. Which is something I really want to be doing. It's like, you could put me on a bill with a post-rock band, you could put me on a bill with a metal band or a yeah, rock band, sure. and they'd find some intrigue in that. Yeah. They'd find something to be fascinated about, because it is just so like out of the way and different. So, sure, yeah. yeah. But we did just have two cellos come through town, so I don't know if that's going to pick up anything, but you know, we'll see. Do you, so who have you been playing with mostly? Uh, is it mostly just you and... Uh, just me and like solo musicians. So okay. I did a show at the Goodwill for New Music Night. Oh, cool. So I did that with Kerry Stevens, and yeah. That was, yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then I did a couple of like house shows with Dana, Dana Klasky. bands that are kind of maybe more well-known that you sort of would affiliate your sound with that people because post-rock I find is such a nebulous term like it's 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's so open. open. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, I have an idea of what it sounds like, but that's not necessarily what someone in a post-rock band is going to say it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, so, exactly. Do you have anyone you can point to, kind of influence-wise, whether they yeah. sound like you or not? Uh, exactly. Of... So influence-wise, like, I love a lot of Icelandic music as well. So okay. that was what I was most intrigued about when coming to Manitoba is, you know, th- you've got this Icelandic yeah, music here as well. Yeah. 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 I only went to Gimli for the first time a couple of weeks Gimli's ago. Great. I love it. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Love to do a show up there at some point. But, you know, I love Sigaross. I love a composer called Anna for South Sorta. She does very sort of like encryptic ethereal stuff as well. Um, yeah, Godspeed. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're the Canadian band. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Godspeed, Arcade Fire. Like, okay. wh- the first time I heard No Cars Go, I was just like, okay, I can actually do this. Cool. You know, I want to build these sounds and make it to the point of breaking, essentially. So, okay. yeah. Do you, do you feel, I mean, just mentioning the Icelandic stuff and then obviously yeah. Churchill with its kind of barren, cold uh, landscape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you feel like that kind of music sort of fits that scene? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So there was definitely an influence from like nature and geography there. Yeah. yeah. And like, is it, I mean, does it play differently if you're listening to something you recorded, you know, in Churchill and listening yeah. to when you're back in Australia? Is it, oh, is it pretty much. out of place? Or? Well, yeah. I, I did a show recently at the Forks over the weekend and it kind of felt a little bit jarring because it was so nice outside. Yeah. And yeah, my stuff is meant to be listened to in the dark and cold and whatever. So right. doing it outside was kind of like, ooh, this is interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting yeah. because like, I, I do feel like there's, not, not everyone's albums, but there are some albums that, yeah. that are they're seasonal. Like, you yeah, there's a season, and there's I mean, a I know mood. Yours, you have, yeah, yeah. The season's kind of yeah. in order. <laughs> well, yeah, it kind of works that way. So I was picked up by Travel Manitoba to do this uh, sort of like travel conference tour with okay. them. Okay. So they were using my music to kind of promote Manitoba, which was like the highest compliment yeah, I've ever cool, been yeah. given ever. Yeah. So that was that was really cool. And people were picking up on it. They really enjoyed a, a couple of certain different themes. So I've got a new song called Ghosting, which I kind of dedicate to sort of like the, the native peoples of each land okay. that, you know, colonization has kind of like ripped and torn at the natural beauty of their land yeah yeah and i had the leader of aboriginal tourism come up to me in calgary saying there's this one song that you play it was, it's like it's, it's really dark and eerie yeah. i was like yeah yeah that one's called ghosting and it's kind of for you as yeah, well yeah. so and she was like you need a throat singer I was like, oh, be so fuck cool. yes, that'd I need a so cool, yeah. And what I want to do in Australia is have a didgeridoo player as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Because it so kind of... the two kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, it'd be insane to get, like, Tani Sagak and William Boss yeah. and from Australia yeah. together in Australia and just, like, whoa. Should do it. Chills, yeah. Sagak sure. is ridiculous. Like, oh, she's man. Yeah. She is insane. Yeah. Like, she's just been booked to play this festival in Tasmania over the winter as oh, well. Cool. I'm telling all my friends, like, yeah. if you see anybody, see Tagak. She's incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Do you, um, like, not, not, not to dwell too much on the whole, you know, two different countries, two different cultures and things, but sure. I mean, what did you kind of expect about Canada before you came here? Did you, did, is, is it what, what you thought here? Or? Uh, well, I got to visit uh, on this couch surfing trip before I got my visa okay, so to actually to... work here. So, like, my first trip to Canada was in, actually in Montreal, and I was on a bus from Boston and going into Montreal. I was like, Fuck, I forgot they speak French in Montreal. (laughs) And going there, the people are lovely, obviously. Like, everyone in Canada is lovely, so... Most of us anyway. Yeah, well, that's it. But the the Australian stereotype is, you know, you get the the plaid, you get the mountains, you get the lumberjacks and the maple syrup and whatever. And there's just so much more than that. That stuff's still there. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's here, of course. It's like, you know, the precinct's better here, though, I'll say that. (laughs) Awesome. So if someone uh, is hearing about you for the first time on this show, I mean, you're going to be in Churchill... 
probably for the next six months. Yeah, yeah. But um, what can they do to find out more information about what you're doing? So you can find me at my website, robnags.com. Um, I'm pretty active on Instagram and Facebook as well, so okay. you can check me out there. Yeah. And they'll be you'll probably be posting photos. Yeah, I'm posting show, right? photos and videos. If you type in Beluga Cello, you'll find a bunch of videos of me on the Churchill River playing for Beluga Whales. So. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. And then you have an album that is out now. I've got an album out now. It's called Up the Middle. It's the four seasons of Churchill, Manitoba. I put it out last year. It's with a full band. I've okay. got a new release coming, maybe in September. Cool. Um, yeah, so hopefully I get a couple of weeks to come down to Winnipeg and actually put it out and everybody can enjoy it. Cool. Yeah. Where can people get the album now? Is it I mean, online, I'm assuming? Oh, so, yeah, online. You can check me out at Bandcamp. There'll be a link on my website that you can go straight to there. So. Cool. I also have some new t-shirts out. They're white, especially for whiteouts. So Makes sense. They've yeah. got a polar bear on it. So. Well, I'm white for polar bears too, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And proceeds from this t-shirt are actually going to a polar bear fund organized by Cal. And oh, cool. so awesome. that'll be funding sort of non-invasive polar bear research. Okay. So, so you're yeah. like walking the walk? As well, well exactly. Yeah. Like you, you got to help out some way. So, For yeah. sure, yeah. Okay, and then uh, if someone is actually in Churchill listening to this, how do they... How they can find me? Yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, I'll be working at a flying lodge this year. Okay. So if you want to come see me, you can check out a tour company called Churchill Wild. And they run polar bear lodges where you can go to a lodge, get the best feed of your life, be completely in the dark, you can fly in, see whales, and have polar bears come up directly to you. That's awesome. As opposed to you going out and chasing polar bears. Right, and those big, those big Yeah, yeah, cool. big tundra buggy. Yeah. That's what it's called, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, and uh, yeah, so you have the show coming up, you want to just plug that again one time? Yeah, so I'm performing on May 16th at the Western Cultural Centre, opening for Tim Hecker. It'll be my last show before going up to Churchill, so if you want to see me, you got to come to that show. Come to the show. And definitely come to the show. Tim Hecker will blow your mind, honestly. Yeah. And you get to hear whale music. Yeah, you get to hear whale music. You sit in the dark and you'll be like, whoa. Awesome. Yeah, cool. So is that, you, you're going to make it dark in there? Like lights Oh, yeah. Dark? So if I can hijack Tim Hecker's fog machine, I'm going to. So. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Fog machines are always good, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And if you want to hear more episodes of this show, go to witchpleece.com. Uh, all 290-some episodes at this point are there for free download and streaming. You can tune in to UMFM on Sunday nights at midnight. And those are old episodes that kind of get a second win. So it's you know late April now. might not air until September. But yeah. by then, I mean... Yeah, you'll, you'll I'll probably be back by then. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. I know if you do album that you're working on, maybe you'll be able by then, yeah. but then people hear it. So, yeah, awesome. Uh, thanks again. And, yeah, yeah, Sam, thank you very much. Nice to meet you.